Well, it took us long enough to dig it up, but uh, you uh, you think you think we should open this? But really? I mean, it's only got some markings on it. Re- really, really, you think we should open this? Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I can't read any of these runes. They might say, you know, I mean, the I happy mean, fun time inside. I mean, look, let's set aside that we don't know what the runes on this thing say. It's a sarcophagus. Best yeah. best case scenario, mm-hmm. there's a body in there. That's like best case scenario, there's a body no, in there. No, there might be might be fun stuff. I don't know, that's that's Gems. a very head and legs and Jewels. arms and body shape and size. It could be anything. Well, I mean look, here's the thing I don't think we should open something that's glowing this much. I mean, it's only glowing a little bit, and only when it's under the moonlight. Look, anything you dig up that glows, my first worry is it's radioactive. That's that's a bad... It's bleeding. It is... I mean, that might not be blood. That could be treacle. It's made of stone, and I'm pretty sure that's blood, not treacle. (sighs) Look, I'm going to open it. I mean, it's already leaking. We might as well. I mean, oh... I re- oh oh god the spikes the, the spikes that are coming out as you try and open this thing I'm I'm, I'm concerned. Okay, it's, it seems fine. There's no body in here, just a number of stone plates. I somehow that's worse. Oh, somehow oh. that's worse. Oh, also, that's maybe we let something out that we couldn't see. I don't. It's know. It's doing weird things to my eyes. Um. Yeah, I can't... like I couldn't read the runes a minute ago, but now this is clear as day. Oh my. Brain does not like to process that this is here. Yeah. Okay. So, on Tuesday the 13th of September 2022... Oh no, that sounds like a prophecy that we've stumbled upon. Two queer trans ladies... Okay. ...shall record a podcast. I don't... I, I don't like that someone in the past knew. They shall discuss things they've played, watched, and listened to. Mmm. And do silly voices. Are we are we are we part of some long foretold prophecy? I don't think I'm ready for that pressure. And skits. Yeah. And then that shall go live to Patreon supporters probably on the Thursday, because there's an embargo thing we're gonna talk about this week. Oh god, they even knew they even know about the embargo. They oh, know fuck. About the, yeah, oh, fuck. I guess so. Oh god, what have we done? Well, well I mean we've 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 fulfilled the prophecy. I I'm con- I'm concerned that I don't know whose prophecy we have fulfilled, but I hope it's a positive one. There shall be great fear from the one of the blue hair. Oh no! And then there shall be interstitial music. <laughs> Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Magnetdale. And I'm not Jane Eyris Magnetdale. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It's a podcast where two queer trans women talk about the things we've been doing in the week, and my voice is already starting to go, which is a worrying sign. You've done a lot of talking today, uh, and I, you still have many more talks to do. I live-streamed a Nintendo Direct, and then did a two-hour podquisition, and now we're on Queer and Pleasant Strangers, and there's a State of Play presentation, and, and Dice, Dice Funk still to do tonight. Yeah. Ha 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 ha. 
the lady who does all the podcasting. I'm doing all the things, so apologies if my voice comes and goes a little bit tonight. I'd have thought your training from your year or so of 11 podcasts a week. Well, see, would've, here's would've... the thing. Generally, a day like this would have been fine, but I've been travelling ah, as well. And run down on top I'm of slightly that. run down, and I did a bunch of, like, having... I did talks in rooms where I had no microphone, so I had to project to the back of the oh. room a bunch, and my, my, my voice has been through it this week. Well... But... You know what else we've been through this week? We've been through things we've played. Yes. Do you want to tell them about yes. things we've played? Uh, should we start with the thing we've both been playing a bit of? The <gasps> the, the thing that's embargoed until Embargo. Thursday morning. Oh, you know, Saturday night's now me and go play. We've played some Wayward Spirit. Uh, Wayward Strand. Strand. Wayward Strand. I know what it's called. The second game in the Strand genre. Ooh. Are you aware of this? This is I apparently wasn't aware that this is a sequel. Uh, no, it's not a sequel. It's um, oh, what's the game called? Death Stranding. Oh, Kojima keeps yes. kept insisting that it's the first game in the Strand genre. I see. And there's never been another Strand game, so now we have I Wayward see. Strand. And Hideo Kojima personally <laughs> approached you and were like, "Hey, big fan of Queer and Pleasant Strangers." Would you like code? Yeah, that's that's definitely what happened. Thanks, Adeo. Now we we both got sent code for a game called Wayward Strand, we did. which it's, is it's quite unusual for me to get sent code. Yeah, it's uh, it's a really beautiful art style little indie game. It really is. Um, set in what I from what I can tell is like an alternate universe, modern day, in that it seems to be set it's set in the seventies. It it's set in the seventies, but like. History is exactly the same, except we have a floating airship hospital, old person's home. I mean, theoretically, it could exist. I don't know how long it could stay up there. I mean, there's an awful lot of of metal on it. This is not a real thing that exists, but it sort of... I mean, the the Hindenburg had a lot of metal on it. I suppose. Like, those kind of uh, airships did exist. It it looks like you you took a cruise ship and you put uh, a blimp, the top of a blimp on it to make it float. The bottom's not that big, really. I don't know. But, uh, it, yeah, it is a floating hospital slash old person's home. Yes, that used um, to be a luxury liner. Yeah, that you play as this uh, 14-year-old girl who's been dragged along by your mum, who is a nurse there. You just want to do journalism, but she's yeah. like, you talk to these oldies. Yeah, so the... stop using phrases like, kick the bucket. Yeah, so the gist seems to be that, like, some big event is happening in a few days here, and whatever it is has all of the nurses very fucking busy. And they do not have time to be spending face-to-face time with the, uh, with, the, with the patients there. So you have been brought along to go talk to people and keep people company and have conversations. And it is a game about being a 14-year-old having conversations with old people. Um, it's real lovely. Yeah, there's some very lovely characters. Some right characters. I I think there is a very good diversity of characters. Yes. Um, there, there, there is that one person, I don't know if you've met them, they were immediately like, it, what are you doing in my I was going to say Dr. Beauregard. Yes. Uh, or Dr. something. Dr. Yeah. B. Dr. B. Yeah, so the thing I like about this game is it, it captures a few things really well, I think. It captures the awkwardness that can exist between young people and old people and that sort of awkward silence of I don't know how to connect with you because we have very different experiences. Yes. Uh, Also, 
just just hang out for a while is an option and yes. sometimes things happen when I, you just hang out for a while. I really like this game's attitude toward being patient and not trying to force your way through dialogue prompts and as soon as you've exhausted the dialogue run away. Yes. Because like so many games like this would be talk about all of the things and there's nothing left to talk about. You just leave and go find someone else to talk to. But here, you just quietly sit and sometimes... Sometimes you'll get offered a cup of tea. Yeah. Sometimes they'll offer something. They'll offer to tell you about something that they wouldn't have done if you just pressed them for questions. Yes. Because you just enjoyed their company for a while. Sometimes someone will come in and have a conversation around you. Yep. It really sometimes like you'll be invited to follow people. Yeah. And that's quite a nice mechanic of. Yeah. Hey, do you want to join us for lunch? Cool, I'll come yeah. and join you for lunch, and then your character will just yeah. follow them there at a set pace without you yeah. having to chase them like it's I, an escort mission. I really appreciate that, like, just quietly sitting and not feeling the need to fill dead air being a conversation mechanic is really beautiful. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, I, I also really like how different the approaches are that you have to take toward how to get people to open up. Yes. Because, like, you talked about um Dr. B, who is very... Why are you in my room? Get out. What do, you, what, what do you want from me? And, like, the reasons why she is that way are very understandable. Um, have you not... I've only played it? the first day. Uh, I've played the first day and most of most of the second day. Okay. Um, and then replayed the second day because I didn't realise there was absolutely zero autosaving during the days. Oh. Yeah. If you quit a day partway through, you go right back to the start of the day. Okay, so... So, um, that is a thing I would warn people about. My experience with this was I started the game, and then I ADHD'd real hard. Yeah. And I just... I was like, I will come back to this another time. Second time, I loaded it, got distracted between clicking (laughs) continue... And then next thing I knew, it was like half past ten in in-game yes. time, and somebody was ignoring me. It was like, oh, mm. oh dear. Yes. Uh. Um, but like, yeah, because time moves on the hot like all the time. Yep. And people sort of go about living their lives, and you definitely can't be everywhere Everyone all wants. at once. And you have to go. What am I interested in? What threads do I want to be following? And. Who do I want to be spending my time with? And as far as I can tell, that's not necessary so far to min-max that in any way. No, it... You can just sort of go, well, this is where I was, this is the thing yeah. I did. But These like, the people I met. Yeah, but like, as I was saying, I think, like, I really like the differences between some of the characters, because, like, uh, you're very very early on prompted towards one particular character right, right near your starting location who was... Very willing to just open up about anything without much pushing. And she You've... seems to know you already, so yeah. I think that helps. But there's like there's Dr. B, who's very like standoffish because of very understandable reasons. There is a character upstairs, uh, I've forgotten her name now, um, who is non-verbal. Yes, Tommy. Um, yes, Toby, who... Tommy. Tommy, yeah. Tommy is lovely and fascinating, and I really like that the game like very early on makes it clear... She understands what's going on, and she she does crave social interaction. Just because she's not talking doesn't mean she's not listening and not valuing the social time. And that's like a very different experience of learning how to socialize with someone who is nonverbal, and how to ensure that you are providing them with community as well as you would everyone else who you have back and forth conversations mm. with. And like 
I like how different all of the characters feel and how different all of their like voice lines are delivered, for example. Yes. Um Oh There's the elderly man who used to tour um with his wife. Yes, the Austrian man. Who, uh, um he's got a very slow methodical um yes. like speech pattern. He he speaks perfect English, but he has pacing that sounds like he's having to think through the words a little more consciously. I couldn't tell if it was that or if it was partly just exhaustion. Uh, yeah. He talks several times about, I am old. It's yes. because I am old. There is someone who explicitly says that he is the oldest person living there. Um, like One of the first conversations I had with him, we had to stop the conversation because he needed to have a nap at two in the afternoon. And I think that is definitely part of it as well. I think we must have met well. him about the same time. Yeah. Because like, I met him and he was like, I, I need to have my rest. And then... Was he, that when... It was just before lunch. Because I then yeah. went to Tommy and the nurse came and got Tommy for lunch. Yes. Um. So we all went to lunch together and then he came in and had lunch. And after that, I went back yeah. and chatted But to like, him. I really like... I really like him. Um, the first time I met him was like very early in the morning, I think, on the first day. Right. And he was sat watching the sunrise out the big window in the the dining hall. Yes. And we I think he's on the same floor as I do, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, that's probably um, why then. But like, yeah, we we had that, and then we had like a conversation on the second day where he was sat watching the rain, and he'd put a record on, and we had a conversation about how the rain sounds different when you pair it with music. It it changes its context and. All of these characters have such interesting yes. interesting little personal stories to share if you take the time to work out what they need from an interaction with you. Yeah. Uh, there was a weird moment in towards the end of the first day where I went back to see Ida for like the second or third time. Yeah. So I had a little bit of time left and I was like, I'm just going to like sweep this floor again yeah. and check on everyone because mum said meet her at six. So I'm just going to keep going until... Yeah. Like, probably six and then leave and be See, like, I'm coming, sir, I'm coming late. Yeah. Or until what does happen is that sometime around 27 minutes past five, mum calls you over the intercom. Yeah, I I, I'm, I completely missed that intercom call and I also thought she said we finished at six. And then she came and angrily came and got me and was like upset at me for not being down at five. And I was like, I was, I was trying to help. And then she was very like, dismissive of me having done any work all day. I was like, I went and met so many people. Yes. It was so good. I tried so hard. It was so good. Hard but like, so far. I don't think it's that I've been doing anything wrong. I really get the impression it's just that mum is really stressed over whatever this thing that's happening in a few days is. Mm. Which I... My my guts... Uh, like, I don't know this for certain, but my gut says that like they're having some big inspection and the place might get shut down. Oh, like maybe decommissioning the hospital? I, I feel like that is the vibe and Ooh. that the nurses are desperately trying to get the place into passable shape so that it doesn't get shut down. And also something like... Oh yeah, sorry. So there was... um, I went to see Ida. Mm. Um, and just before... like Just, just around five o'clock. And something I hadn't really been thinking about, like it's... Made quite a big thing of it at the beginning that your char- your character is wants to be a journalist. Yeah, she briefly talks to about uh to, to talks to Ida about it early on. Yeah, and then there's a bit later on where you're having this conversation with Ida, and 
you get the little writing prompt of yes. a character has said something of interest and you have noted it down. Yeah. And the prompt came up and then it made the little scribble noise and then Ida went, oh, you're writing. Yes. It's like, oh, hang on. <laughs> yeah. It's, but that's the thing. It's little moments like that that make this feel weirdly alive. Yes. It's, it is charming and like, I can already, like, having played through, like, day two, I can see where there is room for some of these stories to have some some sadness in them, and I can see where some things are maybe going, but... Yeah, this is some of the best written and acted both children and old people in video games I think I've ever seen. Speaking of children and old people, have you tried chatting to Joe? The nurse. Oh, yeah. He does not have time for you at all. <laughs> but again, I don't think... You're any... in work, go work. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. But I, th- I wanted to introduce yeah. myself more than anything But again, else. I feel like that's because... And again, haven't finished it, but like, I feel like the nurses are all super stressed about something. Mm. And it's like, it's not that you've done anything wrong. And if you'd met them a couple of weeks earlier, they'd probably be behaving very differently. You've just met them at the apex of a very stressful period in life. We should find out. But yeah, I I I wish I'd had more time to play more of it today before yes. Queer and Pleasant Strangers had to do surprise podquisition recording a day yes. early, which kind of ate a few hours of my day. But uh, I haven't had a huge amount of focus on like this kind of heavy heavy narrative. Like I've wanted the fact that I've loaded it like four times ago. <laughs> and I'm gonna play it, and mm. then like fucked up through. Two two out of three of those <laughs> two out of four of those times, um, yeah. So I got all the way through the first day in like my fourth attempt, um, and then like I'd, I'd done a little bit on the, on the first yeah. attempt, um. So like I got an idea. I had a good good bit to go at the beginning bit. Really enjoyed the first day, and now just need a a solid time period to go back and do a yeah. full day because I feel like you do need to. Like, focus on the full day. Yes. Where you're going, what you're doing, who you've chatted to, who you haven't chatted yeah. to. Yeah. But curious leads about what is with the bears, etc. Oh, the little bear statues, the yeah. It's it is really sweet, and I I I need to work out how many de- in-game days it's gonna be. Um and I'm curious about length on it. Well, I think something about three days was mentioned. Because yes. I think your character is supposed to be there for three days. It sure... I don't know if there is more to it yeah. than that. Though. That's the thing. Having played the second day, it sure seems like the third day is going to be when whatever this thing is, is happening. And I don't know whether the narrative progresses beyond that. But say. day three definitely seems significant. And I'm excited to talk more about this next week. Yeah. Yeah, Wayward, Wayward Strand is real, real neat. Yeah, enjoying it so far. Yeah. Yeah, what, what else have you played? Uh, what else have I played? Um, I can very quickly rattle this one off. I finished the, uh, the I finished playing through Xenoblade 3. Um, I wrapped up about 135 hours in the end. Wow. Um, I... Got every single hero, including all of the the optional ones from all of their side quests. I did all of the loyalty missions. I did as many side quests as I could find. Um, I really went down the rabbit hole on this one. I hit the level cap with every member of my party. Um, meaning that I went to the final final boss fight like 25, 30 levels above where I needed to be level-wise. If it's anything like Xenoblade 2, I seem to remember they talked about the fact that it does scale, so... Uh, or I... was, did you find it a complete wipe? Um, 
it it was a it was somewhat of a party wa- uh, a, a somewhat of a wipe. I did not mind that because here's here's the thing about this game. It is very much a story about bringing people together to overcome a problem bigger than yourself. Right. And the way that the narrative at the end comes together really does make it so that if you go in overleveled, it feels narratively justified. Okay. Because you've spent... To be that overleveled, you probably have had to spend a long time going and helping all of these other factions that are coming to aid you at the end. And you have gone and helped so many people in so many ways that are lending their power now that it feels thematically appropriate for you to be a bit overpowered. Okay. Um... But yeah, I really like that game. It, 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 its first ten to fifteen hours are pretty linear and a lot of narrative and um, tutorials. Mm-hmm. But once it opens up, it is a really neat story about trying to find ways to end war in situations where war is just all that people have known. And trying to work out what life looks like when war suddenly stops and you have to put together the pieces of post-war life again. And there's a bunch of really interesting... All of the little towns and communities and factions you explore have really well-defined unique things they're going through. The interweaving of all of the side quests to sort of lead back into each other and... like. One side quest will reference another side quest you did in the past and be influenced by the events in that. It all feels part of this one really big world coming together. Yeah. And I love it. I think it's a fantastic fucking game. Enough to get the DLC? Um, I think so. I really want to play more of this game. It it's fantastic. It might be my favourite Xenoblade. Oh shit. It's pretty good. Um, what about you? What have you been playing this week? Uh, we played some things together. What did we play together? We, we, we played some boarded games. We did! So we got in our, um, gosh, I think there's 12 games, so we've just played games 8 and 9 of Clank Legacy. Yeah. So we're, we're quite a long way through the Legacy campaign now. We, we've, we've got two missions left to do yes yes we have two missions left to do and uh yeah client legacy continues to be really fun oh yes um the pacing of each mission's been very different yes i think we've only had one that was super 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 quick uh we had one that ended up being quite quick because we were a little bit reckless with it but that's (laughs) a whole different story um but yeah for the most for the most part like I had to, within our first three games, get my head around the fact that this is not just Clank with extra bits. Yes. This is, you are going to play a really slow game of Clank that is probably going to take two, three hours. Yes. There's going to be a lot more conversation around the board than there might be in a normal game of Clank. Yeah. Because I think normally with most deck builders it's like, right, I'm going to get this, I'm going to get that. Okay, I'm gonna play my hand. Blah 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 blah. And some one might go, "Oh, yeah. you've gone. You've played your whole deck. Yeah. Well done, GG." Um, but if in this it's more a, "Hey, I'm gonna try and do this. Yeah. You're gonna try and do that." Like there is a certain level of cooperation. Yeah. But also, everyone is ultimately going or, for their own. Well, at the very least, coordination. Score. 
and yeah, like, degree of coordination. Yeah, and also like when any of us has sort of raised a hey, I don't feel like this need for mine is being met in yeah. this party that we have sort of sat down like right near the beginning there was the 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 one where I felt I I just got really screwed over. Yes. The one where there was a mission that seemed like thematically and tonally yours and you'd found the mission and yes. it seemed very for you and then someone else sniped it and then didn't even do the mission. Yes. Yeah. And uh then like recently when we like we had a whole yeah. conversation about that before we played our second session and that was all sorted and fine. And uh, this time it was like, hey person feels like they've not done as much story stuff as everyone yeah. else. So we were like, okay, we're going to funnel you at story. Yeah. What can I do to help you get more story stuff? And I think they ended up doing every single bit of story in a very I mean, story. I think maybe... Definitely you, most I, of it. Yeah, I think you maybe got one or two because... I, I think I found... Because, it, and, and even yeah. that was a, hey, I'm... I'm heading this way. I'm near near there. Do you mind if I get it? If I'm not, one? if I'm not sniping it from you, yeah, yeah, well, that was really nice. So I'm, I'm yeah. glad that we are. I, I think we found a good balance as a group. Yeah, I hope so. Um, but yeah, it's been really fun. I think that like the they've they've done a really good job of keeping like the objectives of what you're doing feeling fresh. Yes, we we recently had one that was like a very different kind of mission where. There were like four objectives to do that were all laid out from the start that were like, do one thing you would probably do at some point in a in a clank game, uh -huh. spend a bunch of resource, and be in a certain type of place yes. to complete a thing. And they were really fun. We had a really fun puzzle. Yeah. Work a thing out based on a riddle. Oh, that riddle was was That great. had us all like scratching our heads for about twenty it, minutes it, and then all of a sudden you eureka'd it well, halfway through I, somebody else's move. I, I think everyone really contributed to that because you worked out which places matched the numbers. Um someone else at the table worked out like a certain place almost seemed like it fit, and then I noticed something that meant no no no, that place you noticed does fit. And together we, we solved it. And I also like the way the manual dealt with that. Like, hey, so you're trying to solve this thing. Here is a map of the board. Where are you? If you are... And there was like seven different places. Yeah. It, it, it was theorising you could I'd be. love to look at what the other ones pointed to, what happens at the other locations. Maybe once we finished. I'd yeah. Something to try and sort of put a bookmark in and remember. Yeah. But yeah, that was really fascinating. Just like... Because I was sat there like, how is it going to do this in a way that actually makes sense? Yeah. And I'm, I'm curious, like, what do you do if you're in <gasps> none of those places? Yes. Oh, and then the thing where we, a card just was like, hey, if you, if, hey. Oh, yes. Hey. A card that had been on the table. Yeah. The whole time and we'd never noticed. It's just like, hey, have you noticed? Have you noticed the have thing? Have you noticed? If so. <laughs> if you notice a thing, you should probably read a thing. Yeah. It's like, uh, what? How do we go eight, eight games into this, nine games now into this, <laughs> uh, and not notice this thing? I uh, could have been there right from the beginning, theoretically. Yeah. We never considered it. It's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. The the more of this, the more of Clank Legacy we've played, the more I've really grown to like it. Yeah. It's, um, it's grown on me a lot over time, and part of that was getting my head around what it wanted. Yes. And part of that is just the ways it's it's expanded. Yeah, and, and also, like, the part of the way we've been able to make our own mark on it. Yeah. Like, being able to name 
characters or yeah. parts of cards. Or depending which order we went to certain places, stickers got placed in certain places. Or even just flavour text on some of the cards. Yeah, the flavour text has been some of the best stuff. Yes, the flavour text is well written. Yeah. I have enjoyed that about um, But yeah, it's it's been really nice like getting to customise our home base and... Um, Name it, a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Even when stuff's got bad and we've been given like punishments, it's felt like those have added to the flavour of the story. Uh-huh. Um, as you were saying about like lots of talking collectively around the table, I think that the events have really helped with that. Where when a new turn starts, there's a there's a good chance that something will happen. Everyone will have to have an input on. Yes. So even if it's not your turn, there is a good chance. We turn that card over, there might be something that impacts you, even outside of your turn. I, I, I think of all the Legacy games we've played, this, I think, is probably the one I would find easiest to recommend to people. Yeah. Because you will very definitely have a completely unique version of this yeah. game at the end of it. And, and that's not to say that it's my favourite Legacy game we've no. played, but I think but it's... For sheer not throwing shit away. Yeah. I think it's a complete package that will persist after you've played it, and that offers, I think, a very complete package of what a legacy game can be. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And that was the thing that um, drew me to Betrayal Legacy. Like, it's Betrayal, but it will be your personalised copy, and you will still not have seen most of the content by the end of the game. Yeah. Um, So yeah, you're genuinely curious about that. And, um, yeah, what else have you played? Uh, well, we played other boardy, boardy game type things we together. We played other board game. We played Canvas, which is that, <laughs> that game about layering cards together to make art that we've talked about before. Yeah. Uh, we finally played it in four player, which yeah. I don't believe we've ever done before. No, I think we've only played between the two of us. Yeah, it is definitely a different game in four player because, you know, any game with a shop row is going to be very different when you have to wait considerably more turns before you get another chance to buy yes. things. There's a much greater chance of things you want being purchased before you get back to your yes. turn. Or things turning up um, during your turn and you just go, I'm not even going to think about that until it comes back to me because there is no point getting possessed. Yeah. That it... does, however, I feel like slow the game down a little bit because you can't really plan ahead. Yes. Like, you can maybe plan ahead, like, like a person before it gets to you and hope yeah. that it doesn't go. But yeah, there is a certain degree more of watching other people take their turns because it doesn't really make sense to super plan your turn because there's a good chance the thing will be gone. Yes. Although we did all have a good time talking yeah. about our art. We did. Um, because we've got the Kickstarter edition, uh, which has the little easels in it. <laughs> so it was very much, uh, I would like to present my latest piece. It is yeah. called Whatever Was On The Card. <laughs> and um, yeah, we had some fun with that. And, and like the way the transparencies um, like merge together to make this yeah. thing. Like very often you'll have like a large feature on one side, a large feature on another, and then you'll maybe have some like border or overlay type stuff. Like there's a lot of windows, there's a barbed yeah. wire thing, there's like open curtains in there. Um and one of our players got a really good one that was like a tower on one side, a tower on the other side, and then just like a nice foreground bit. Yeah, it was uh, little paper aeroplanes falling between the two yeah, towers. It, it was, was really pretty. Yeah. Oh, that's a lovely little game. Yeah, yeah. I'm really glad we got to try it in in higher play accounts, and 
hopefully we will get to play that with them again. Uh, what else? What else have you played? Uh, another one I can quickly rattle off. Uh, I believe I've talked about We Are OFK on this podcast before. Yes! Uh, that sort of narrative game about a bunch of gays trying to make a band together. That's also a music video. Uh, that's also interactive music videos and whatnot. Um, uh, episode 5 of that is finally out. I played through it once I got back from travelling. And that is a really sweet, heartfelt story about a bunch of messy, complicated characters... All of whom who are kind of fucked up in their own ways, but ultimately it's very much a story of, hey, we're all kind of fucked up and we've all hurt each other unintentionally, but let's be fucked up together. Let's support each other and look after each other and be fucked up messes together. And that is very relatable and understandable. Um, I think that there are some really, really interesting character stories told. Um, there's a lot of subversion of expectations and characters that I thought were purely going to be bad people not turning out as such or people I thought were purely purely good people in situations not turning out as such and some shades of grey some shades of grey and some like sensible adult conversations about the messy middle ground that sometimes comes with trying to be a human interacting with other humans and trying to balance your needs and other people's needs and all the various messy things that go on in life. Mm-hmm. It is a really beautiful, beautiful piece of art. Um, it is certainly not flawless and it's certainly not going to be for everyone. Um, like, I keep comparing it to... like the, it, I, I compare the music, the music, interactive music videos, yeah, to Sayonara Wild Hearts. Definitely not as mechanically polished. Okay. Um, there is one in particular, the music video at the end of episode four is very Sayonara Wild Hearts. It includes a section of you skateboarding from a behind you perspective, side to side, collecting. It's very Sayonara Wild Hearts. Just doesn't play as well. Mm. Like, it it feels a little rough around the edges. It's not going to be for everyone in that it has fairly limited interactivity. It is a TV show with some choice-based dialogue elements oh. more than it is a, like you know even like a telltale game or something oh. but it is a beautiful story um wonderful music such engaging characters i loved i thought the plot was fantastic start to finish and if nothing else i think it is a really interesting case study in um promoting a new band because OFK are a band they have music on spotify the music industry is incredibly hard to get noticed in and this is a hell of a fucking way to get your debut EP noticed oh, yeah. is have a really engaging fantastic story that also is like hey now that you've finished it here's our first five songs that we made throughout that the characters made throughout the story but also they're here we're a band enjoy our music it's it's fascinating and a game that there really isn't anything else quite like Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you? What have you played this week? I played a game called 100 Days Winemaking Simulator. Tell me about 100 Days Winemaking Simulator. It was free on Epic. Okay. Like, all of the games I have, I think, except maybe one, um, I did not have to pay for it. Most um, of my Epic library is the same. Just, just log in every week, claim the game, and never look at it again. Um... So, I wasn't sure what to expect from this. It had quite nice sort of 
um, low poly. I don't know what you call it. You know how that like like low poly art style you get, but not three D. Yeah, not really. I don't think. Um, I I know what you mean. So basically, you are a uh, office worker who is clearly not having a great time, and then a friend of family, I'm guessing, Hmm. dies leaving their uh, vineyard to you. Just like, hey, she's probably not exactly ideal. I am leaving my vineyard to you. Lots of other people want it, so good luck. I've (laughs) left a series of letters for you. The introduction to the game is quite nice, because you start off in the office, and it's like, hey, you have two cards. As you drag them out from the bottom, from your hand, basically, uh, they will turn into, like, polymino tiles. Mm-hmm. Put them on the thing, and put put them on this 3x3 three three grid. And if there's more than one card, maybe try and squeeze as many in as you can. Mm. Which will get pr- progressively more difficult. And it's like, that is a nice introduction to the game. Now we're going to get onto the wine ship. And it's... You're, you have some very long dialogue with some mildly interesting people about how do wine. <laughs> so the first one's like, haha, I'm just gonna be your general guide, and the next one's like, I'm the grumpy bastard <laughs> and I will be later imp- vitally important to the plot. And then there's like, I'm the gossipy one. Ha 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 I will cause minor amounts of chaos. Also there is a cute cat. Yeah um, and uh, a wine shop person yeah. bar wine bar kind of okay it's a tastorium i guess okay among other things yeah. there is drinking of wine and i believe there is food <laughs> and then there's some weird new agey type ah uh, yes you've come for the uh holistic plate mm. Ooh. we will give you samples of all these different foods and also 30 types of wine to taste or something like that uh-huh. at lunchtime um but none of that is particularly important. Okay. What is important is just that you you have four seasons, five days each. Yeah. Pretty short stuff. Uh, so you need to weed, you need to trim, and then you need to grow the grapes, and then you need to pick the grapes, and then you need to smush the grapes... Uh, but not fully smushing the grapes. You're just trying to break the skin. That's very important. That's all we're doing at this stage. Then you need to leave them in a barrel. <laughs> okay. And then you squash the grapes. <laughs> and then they are crushed separately. There's a whole <laughs> process. At first, you're just splitting them open so the yeast gets to the gooey bits inside. Okay. But then later on, you're actually crushing them because you're actually making the wine. Uh... And then you can barrel age it or... Something lacto, something, something with with bacteria <laughs> that you do a thing to change properties of it, and basically you are trying to hit four or five different categories uh, ah. of like body and sweetness and uh, tannins and tannins of uh, and like get those in the right balance, and it will go. You have done a good wine, ah, and. 
I did not care about the plot one iota. No, you were just here for winemaking gameplay. I was just here for I put drop the polymenos on the thing. Yeah. And maybe I learn a little bit about winemaking, which I generally find really pretentious. Yeah, but now that you and... know, now you know that you have to just break the skin, not smush them yet. I do. I've learned a thing about wine. Yeah. And there are long, complicated scientific names for all the different people who do different things around the wine, and making sure the grapes, the the vines, stay healthy. Ooh. Um, and progressively, you can like get enough money to expand your fields Yay. or buy more fields. At the end of. 100 days, funnily enough, so four years. Yeah. Uh, four years? Five years. Five, yeah. Um, you, the, like, the, you've gone through all the plot. It turned out someone was someone important, but someone was also very evil and very bad. But we kind of knew that from the first moment we met them. Mm. Uh, and it's just like, oh, you have, you've rumbled this thing and blown the cover all, all off this. And then uh, there is a graphic of a leaf blowing off a vine and the credits roll. Because apparently 100 days is the time it takes for the leaves to fall off the vine. Uh Aha. So the plot just stops there and then it just dumps you back into the next year of the game. Okay. So... I'm glad that it lets you keep making wine if you want. It's not just, just like, no, just, you did five years, the game over. Just as well, because at that point, you've maybe earned like one extra vineyard <laughs> and started growing one additional type of, of, of grape oh. of about seven or eight types and a whole bunch of fields. I mean, There's like a whole upgrade system around your tool shed and your uh, wine shed and your warehouse where you're storing the wine. I'm 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 glad you weren't there for the plot. I wasn't there for the plot. I'm, oh, I'm I glad. Didn't fuck about the plot. But I did cuz I I injured my back like over a week ago now. So there's been a lot of sort of trying to get as comfortable as possible and this was like Friday night, I think. I was like I don't have anything to do. I can't really move very much. I'm not at all comfortable, but I am completely exhausted from being in pain for such a long period of time. I'm just going to do something really fucking mindless. And next thing I know, I was like, oh, it's much later than I expected. And I've, I think something happened in the game and I was like, cool, that's it. I, I, that is my break point. I could keep going, but I am completely exhausted and think I will actually fall asleep at this point. As opposed to just lying in bed going, I'm in pain and bored. Um... So most of the fun was, there was a good degree of, like, initially just trying to squeeze everything into the tiny space. Yeah. As you get more fields, that gets even worse. As you buy more space, that gets a little bit easier, but then you get more fields again, and it it just becomes harder to manage because there just isn't enough space even when you've bought the entire, all of, every single one of the expansions to the field. My Mm. main fun came from Giving the wines just awful names. Yeah, you can name the wines. You can name all of your wines. Do you wines. have any... Do you remember any particularly good... Literal piss. Hell my, yeah. My first white wine, because you don't even start with a field of white grapes. Yeah. My first white wine was called Literal Piss. Um, uh, I would buy a bottle of wine if I walked into... <laughs> if I walked into Sainsbury's and I saw a bottle of white wine that just had written on the label Literal Piss, 
I would buy that white wine. Would you buy a bottle of uh, wine-flavoured grape drink, TM? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Look, as long as you put the percentage alcohol on there so I know it is alcoholic. I think it was 12.5%. Cool, yeah. I did I'd... at one point make a 14% wine, Ooh. which is a bit, bit, bit spicy, that I one. I mean, I mean... My my uh, my understanding has always been that fourteen to seventeen percent is yes. like the range. Yeah. I did some quite mild wines, like some yeah. very. You can just drink this with yeah. with friends and I mean, not be completely blasted after a single. I've, night. I've had some ten percent wines in the past that were quite nice. Yeah, I I had some you know eighty five stars out of a hundred wines Ooh. that were you know selling really well. There's a whole aspect of selling your wine. Yeah. Like people are just like, oh yes, I want to buy uh, 50 bottles of your wine, but I want a, a discount of about this much. Mm. And eventually you can just buy a thing that plugs into your shop and goes, so we're selling to individuals and restaurants, but not to supermarkets because they all want to, always want too big a, a discount. Yeah. Um, And we're trying to uh, sell to people who want the lowest possible discount. And by that point, you're, like, making a thousand euro a day. It's like, cool! I'm actually making money and feel like I'm actually expanding things eventually and I can buy a new tractor rather than the crappy tractor that keeps breaking down. Mm. Um, It's weirdly engaging, but I definitely... It's not a game I would have paid for. And and like um, uh, Viticulture, a game I found myself weirdly interested in Despite having no interest in wine. I mean, I'm surprised it took us this long to get to Viticulture. It definitely feels <laughs> comparable. I mean, in that it is about making wine. The actual play style is completely different. Yeah. Worker play- placement versus essentially puzzle pieces. Indeed. Uh, yeah, it's fine. It's fine wine. Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, What about you? What else have you played? Uh, the main other thing I've been starting to play around with is uh, I've I've been putting some time in with the Ein uh, the Ein Neo Pro. Ooh. Uh, oh, sorry, the Ein Odin. The, the Ein Odin Pro. Yes. Um, too many of these handhelds with too many names. Uh, the Ein Odin Pro is a Android-based handheld that has basically the same dimensions and weight uh, as the Switch. Um, yeah, maybe a little but, bit smaller. Yeah, like if anything, it's a little smaller. The screen's definitely a little smaller than the um, the Switch OLED, but like it's it's a little bigger than the base Switch because uh, it's got less bezel. Yes. Um, it's but, not all that heavy. No. What's it's, the battery life uh, like um, in that case? So far, from what I've tested, it's got like a good eight-hour battery okay. from like, and I've not like thoroughly tested that like on specific use cases. Because I remember when you got the what was the tiny one? Oh, the the Am- Ambenic or not the, the oh the Retroid the, the Retroid, Retroid yeah. the Retroid which weighs fucking nothing, and I was look immediately like, what battery can this possibly have? Yeah. So yes. Um. Yeah, I could hide this whole thing behind the the OLED switch yeah. um, and not see it. It's got little sort of um, molded grips on either side of it, so it's a little like less flat than holding mm-hmm. a switch. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I'm pretty confident you could put this in a switch light case and be like, yeah, it's like taking a switch with you. Yeah. Um, but it came in the case. It did. It did indeed. Um, 
first of all, before I get onto anything else, the this one has clear purple plastic, and you can see the components inside. And we need a resurgence of this. Yes. It's great. I can see that it's got computer bits in it. Hell yes! I can see a computer chip in there. Bring back the transparent Game Boy. Yeah. Um. So th- this is primarily an Android-based device, and I'll get to dual-booting Windows in a minute and talk about that. But didn't you um, originally say to me that this was a Windows-based device? Uh, it, it, that, it so initially comes with Windows 11, on it, it's, right? It's, it comes with, you can have it with Windows or with Android, or you can dual-boot, and we'll get into this whole thing in a minute. Okay. So um, I've primarily been playing around with the, the, the Android uh, boot sector, and... Uh, this is a very competent uh, emulation machine. Okay. Um, it is not. It's not quite up there with the Steam Deck, but obviously you're paying about two hundred quid less than a Steam Deck. Okay. Um, it, it's about the price of a Switch. Like I think this model, including the dock, is about three hundred quid. Um, whereas and the... that is a... we should come to the dock separately in a minute. Yes, we'll get to the dock in a minute. Um. But like, yeah, so this is about the same price as a Switch. It's a couple of hundred quid less than a Steam Deck. And there's a few systems that you can emulate on the Steam Deck that I've yet to be able to manage to emulate on this thing. Um, Mainly, it's I've not found a good Android-based PS3 emulator. And Switch emulators do exist, but they have limited um, compatibility and or the frame rate is pretty, is kind of bad. Like, I managed to get uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus running like at about two thirds speed, which is mm. still pretty good, but like not playable, I wouldn't no. say. Um, but like everything up to 3DS, GameCube, Wii, PS2, uh, you can run at like higher than standard frame, uh, higher than standard resolution. Um, perfect frame rates runs fucking great. I should hope that it runs GameCube. Yeah. Given the dock. I mean, yeah, well... <laughs> well, here's the thing. It, it, you can run GameCube at, like, 2x native resolution with anti-aliasing added, and, like, you can run it with a bunch of nice post-processing filters and stuff. Um, but yes, if you're looking for, like, an Android-based emulation handheld, like, the thing thing about this is, if you're, if you're running the Android stuff, that's where you're going to get the most mileage out of the processor because it is a mobile processor designed for Android. Um, it you're going to have to do all the downloading emulators yourself. It's not like some of the things like the the Retroid, the Ambonic, the um, uh, the, those various devices that will come with pre-installed emulators. Sometimes pre-installed games. You're going to have to go and find all the the emulators yourself. Um. But once you've set it up and googled like community resources for what settings to set all the emulators to that work best for this device, mm. it runs games really well. It is a really nice screen, very nice form factor, good balance of like battery life to form factor. Yeah. Like the battery lasts really well. It's got a beautiful screen. You can run 1080p GameCube, Wii, 3DS, whatever. This is great. Let's talk about Windows. Um, so I've got this set up to dual boot um, Window, uh, uh, Android and Windows. There is a Windows build for this uh, called Valhalla that... Um, it, <laughs> here's the thing. The Ein Odin Pro has been, uh, was initially being manufactured with one type of screen 
and then later they swap to a different type of screen. Uh-huh. Um, there, from what I can tell from looking online, there is no functional difference in terms of like image quality or anything like that between the two screens. They just right. switch part manufacturers part way through. Here's where the problem comes in. Aww. Um, the build of Windows has drivers for the touchscreen of the first model of screen and not drivers for the second model of screen's oh touchscreen. So, right now, if you get one of the ones, if you receive one of these that has the second model of screen, um, you can boot Windows and get to the setup screen and then go, touchscreen ain't working, I can't set up Windows. Oopsie so doodle. Windows works fine if you plug in, say, a USB mouse or keyboard, and you're like, oh yeah, here it is, it's running Windows. And I've not played around a huge amount of, uh, with it yet, but I did find a workaround, which was plug in USB micro, uh, um, keyboard and mouse, right. navigate through the setup into Windows, um, then map um, a button hold and the right analog stick on the built-in controller to be a mouse, uh, an emulated mouse, right? so that I could navigate uh, using the controller to navigate through Windows. Because all I really needed to navigate through Windows was to be able to install Steam um, and be able to, when I boot into Windows, open Steam. Right. Because once I could do that, I was like, okay, I can open big picture mode and basically treat this somewhat similar to a Steam Deck for Windows right. game emulation, or you know, and at least until the touchscreen drivers for Windows for the second screen type are sorted, which should be soon, apparently, but... Fingers crossed. Much like when I received the Steam Deck, this thing feels like I have received it, um, still sort of hit the ground running a little bit. What is but, it with uh, hardware and software manufacturers now? Like, oh, we're just going to release it I, in beta and I, fix it post? I honestly think it's the fact that the, um, particularly the emulator handheld market is moving so fucking fast with so many companies releasing things that... They're desperate to get products out before they become th irrelevant. before the next company comes along with something that makes them irrelevant. Yeah. Oof. Um. So I've not had a lot of a play around with Windows yet, but I did find a workaround. But bear in mind, if you pick one of these up, if you were to get one of these imminently around now, there is a fifty-fifty chance whether you'll have touchscreen support in Windows if you set up Windows Dual Boot. So. Take that with what you will. I will hopefully report back with more updates on the Windows functionality of this uh, later. But right now, I've mainly been using it as a as an Android emulation machine. And for that, it is really fucking good. Um, let's talk about the dock. Let's it, talk about the dock. Yeah, so this thing comes uh, with a... Or you can get it with a dock that is much like the Switch dock. It's got a USB-C port... Um, it's got a clear plastic screen. It does. Rather than sort of a like the Switch Dock's like um opaque plastic. Um this thing has so many fucking ports on it, including GameCube controller ports. That was the first thing that got me, I must Yeah, say. yeah, right. Um so like there's a bunch of USB uh like USB ports, there's um multiple different HDMI outputs of um varying uh, resolutions and things. <laughs> Um, There's four GameCube ports on it. So yeah, there are four GameCube controller ports on it. So you, do that. And this thing can definitely handle GameCube. So if you want to play upscaled Mario Kart, Mario Kart or um, Melee with original controllers, Oof. you can certainly do that. I need to... I, I want to mess around with this more to find out, like, 
will it auto will the GameCube emulator Dolphin will it automatically detect plugged in GameCube controllers in those ports, or will you have to manually configure them and set up what the bindings are? Curious. I'm very curious about that, but um, I I would hope it would recognize it as like one of the USB GameCube adapters or something. But yeah. um, yeah, I I need to play around with this thing more. It is a very nice form factor if you're just looking for a up to GameCube Wii 3DS um portable emulation machine. It's fucking gorgeous for that. Um. Being able to just plug it into a dock is nice, certainly compared to like the little bit of faff that's still involved in Steam Deck um, docking. But yeah, it's a nice piece of kit that I want more time to really work out how I feel about. Yeah. Uh, you played anything else this week? A uh, little bit of Jackbox Party Pack 8. Oh, yeah, we did. We played some Wheel of Enormous Proportions. That, and... that was a big wheel. And uh, drawful, uh, drawfy animate. Yeah, drawfy, drawful. Uh, drawful. Yeah, drawfy's different. I said it right the first time, <laughs> and then I doubted myself and did the wrong one. We we've all been there. Yes. Um. So we love enormous proportion. A bit American. Uh, we, we did find a... We did eventually find a toggle for that. Yeah, to turn off some of the American centric questions. Yes. But it is. We a... did all sit there for the first round, going, I don't know. Yeah. So. It is a trivia game that is also a roulette wheel thing. Yes. So the best, like, you do trivia questions, and the better you do, the more wedges you get to place on this wheel. And once you have enough points to win, if the wheel spins and your wedge is landed on, which is more likely if you did well in the trivia, you get to flip over to the other side of the wheel to go... Do I win? And there'll be lots of no win and a few yes win spaces. And the more times that happens, the better the chance of you getting a win. Mm-hmm. And it is a it is a a lot of set dressing around a trivia game. Yep. And then there was drawful animate. Uh, yeah, drawful. Which, yes. Um, is make two frame animations rather than just draw a thing to a prompt. But it's it's still the same general concept of here is a prompt. You draw the thing. Then people will see your drawing and have to come up with fake titles for what this could be called. Yep. And it was good fun laughs. Yes. I do think the two-frame animation does add something to the... It gives you more space to be comedic. Yes. While still conveying the prompt. Yes. Um, Like, the fact... And the fact that we were still getting it, like... uh, Was it raining parmesan? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Why are my feet smoking? Yes. Um, take off boot and foot is one big toe. Foot is one big toe. Take off boot, one big toe foot. Meteor feet. Yeah, it's... I The way I was playing it, and I think all of us ended up doing so to a small degree, was like using the two-frame animation to be like, here is the one serious frame and here is the one silly frame, and between them there is enough serious information to help you get the prompt. I mean, I kind of started That's... like that because my yeah. avatar is literally me, like, licking... Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think it helps that a lot of the prompts in that were very um, abstract. Yes, they were all very weird things. Yes, that would force you to draw something weird and helped disguise the true answer in amongst weird descriptions. Mm-hmm. Like some of the prompts were written really weirdly in a way that would help hide them as well. I I also feel like that's going to be one of the few games that 
you're never you're probably never gonna get the no that's the correct answer try again yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you're never gonna word for word write whatever the fuck that prompt was <laughs> and i think that's a beautiful thing yeah yeah definitely my preferred of the two games that we played yeah. uh I think that's everything I've yeah, played. Yeah, I think that's everything I've played. Well then. Time for this. Do you uh, want some of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you ever, like, wonder, yeah? Yeah. You know how there's, like, plant people, yeah? There are plant people? Yeah, you know, they're like, their whole house is just like covered in plants. Oh, I thought you meant like people who were like living walking plants or something. Well, I mean, maybe, you know, I'm not willing to discount that just yet, I'll be honest. You mean the sort of people who were like, oh, these plants are my babies. Uh, Yeah, 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 you've got like eight plants in every room, yeah. At least, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, They've got window sills, yeah. yeah. And all over the window sills, there's like cuttings, yeah, and like more, more plants, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And there was like, oh yeah, oh, but I bought you, bought you like a plant, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know how like plants give oxygen, yeah, yeah. And basically, they're kind of feeding us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what if, right, those plant people, they're not just being friendly, yeah? They're being controlled by the plants to propagate. Oh, Oh, I see, I see. You ever wonder that? I can't say I've ever wondered that, but I mean, I'm gonna wonder it now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you've, you've got to really, ain't you? Cause, I mean, you know, it's just, uh, it's just, uh, just how it is, yeah. You know, there's could be plant people out there working for the plants, and maybe they don't even know about it. Maybe, I mean, maybe they do, maybe they do, but uh, you know, something to think about, isn't it? as much as I can think about right now. Yeah. There's only one plant I care about. <laughs> it is I who have awoken the genie of the lamp. Oh, I, I, I didn't think a head torch would, would have a genie in it. Look, a lamp is a lamp is a lamp, and you've rubbed the lamp, and here I am. I mean, I was trying to turn that on. Well, I mean, look, I, I, I could do that for you, but before you ask me to, you get one wish. I one can give wish. you one wish. Ah, oh, you're one of the one-wish genies, are Yeah, I, look, I'm sorry. It's a, it's a recession in this economy. I can oh, only what? afford one wish. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to be greedy. I just understand that, you know, the, you know a, a, there is a lot of stereotyping around the whole three wishes thing. Well, exactly. I'm, 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 pen I'm, you into that. I'm glad you didn't pen me into that. I'm glad you're not asking all of the, oh, can I ask for their wish for this? Can I wish for that? Cool. You've got one wish. Well, I guess I'm going to have to ask, can I wish for the thing I want to wish for? Well, I suppose. Uh, and if you say no, I, I'll understand. Yes, that, yes. Uh, there are probably some rules. But yes, what is, what is your wish? <sighs> well, I, I would like soft, sleepy friends. 
would you like to be any more specific than that, or is like, this up interpretation? Like, just generally scattered around the world, just some soft, sleepy kittens that they're entirely self-sustaining. They don't need to eat or 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 uh, drink. They're just there, and they're soft, and they're good, and and they're they're little sleepy friends, and they make people go oh, and they make people happier just by their existence. Hmm. You know what? That one's on the house. There you go. You can have another one if you want. That oh. was a pretty good one. Okay. Uh, is this a prison thing? Are you, you happy being a genie or, or would you want a freedom? I'll take freedom if it's on offer. Then I will wish you free. Hurrah. Hurrah. Thank, Hurrah. thank you kindly. No worries. It was, it was a bloody good wish, that. Yay. Soft friends. So, Laura. Yes? What have you put in your eyes? Uh, not a huge amount, because I've been, I've been travelling. Um, I did, we mentioned this earlier, I did watch the Nintendo Direct. I also um, kind of watched the Nintendo Direct. Um, I, I, my main takeaway is, I guess that Zelda breath, uh, that, that Zelda subtitle is why this got delayed <laughs> in the UK. Uh, no one wanted, uh, Tears of the Kingdom. As they were moving uh, the coffin. As the coffin was getting moved. Um, uh, oops, UK. Um, but yeah... I'm 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 th- there were there were games. I'm excited to play many of them. Bayonetta 2, they released like a gameplay trailer for after the direct, and that gameplay trailer looks fantastic. I cannot wait for Bayonetta 3 to happen. Um I try to think what else there was during that that Fatal Frame 3. Fatal I think Frame it's 3? Yeah, it's one of the it fa- might be four. One of the Fatal Frames that people say is one of the good ones is getting remastered. But never got translated to. I think it might oh, be four this... actually because I'm sure yeah. I had the first three and they said it's so, well it never. So this got is one of the never translated ones. Yes, and I'm guessing five was the one we got last year. I believe so. Yeah. So hooray! One I was of... very excited for that because no one yeah. had even mentioned that. Like Twitter was a buzz with. Ah, uh, there's Pikmin. Uh, oh, oh yeah. there's a new. There's a new. Um, there's there's new Fire Emblem. And no one, <laughs> no one had mentioned Fatal Frame. It was like, I, yes! When I saw Fatal Frame, I was excited for you. Yay! I was like, I'm very glad you get another Fatal Frame on Switch. Now I want them to do, like, just, like, the like the first three as a yeah. pack or something. You, you, we want to get yeah. it to the point where you can play all of the Fatal Frames on Switch. On PC, and, and yeah. Yeah, just have all the Fatal Frames. Yeah! Yeah, I'm glad you're getting more Fatal Frame. Yay! I'm happy for you. I'm excited that Pikmin 4 is finally happening like seven years after they announced that it was completed and finished. Yes. Yeah, seven just years. A little bit of polish. Seven years ago, they were like, "Oh yeah, it's it's complete. It's finished. Uh, we're just waiting for the right time to release it." And then the time has come. <laughs> the stars have aligned. Apparently so. Sarcophagus has been opened. Yep. Um, more Fire Emblem called. This got like leaked like four months ago with screenshots, so I'm Oops. glad that it's finally here. Ooh. Um, that that breath that that breath breath of the wild tears of the kingdom looks I real pretty. We're gonna learn a whole bunch more about the Zonai, which is yeah. Very cool. I I am excited to fly on a big stone bird. Yeah, and. Sky surfing. It really Ooh. looks like there's going to be so much more verticality than I was anticipating. I didn't expect that much being that high in the air. Yes, but I'm also curious, like, what about all the holes? Yeah. Are there gonna be, is there going to be stuff under I, I, well? I think that's the thing they're not showing us right now. I think that's going to be the, like... That'll be the later reveal. I think that's going to be, like, a month or so before the game releases. We're suddenly going to start seeing trailers of underground shit. 
Like, I think that might be where the dungeons are. Like, I think... I Gosh, I hope we get dungeons this time. I feel like it, it has to happen. It was the the biggest complaint that was going around with, with the original. I mean, like, I think we might get a combination of the two. Like, yeah. individual little sky islands, which will take the place of the um, shrines. Yeah. And then maybe some actual dungeons I, under, underneath stuff. I want to know more about this game. There was so little gameplay in that trailer, <laughs> and I'm desperate. Like, I am thirsty for more. Nom nom nom. Nom nom nom. Uh, but yeah, that's that's Nintendo Direct. Yeah. Um, ex- oh, new Harvest Moon? I don't uh, know if people are still excited for Harvest so Moon. So I think that is one of the old ones. It's I think the I think it's a GameCube one that's being I remastered. I recognised the subtitle. I was like, oh yes, but I yes. I, I didn't realise they were just remastering it. I believe it's a remake or remaster of the GameCube one Wonderful that everyone life. really likes. Yeah. Um except it's not called Harvest Moon anymore because it's what? Uh what's what's the fucking name of Wait, it? Wait, is it not? I Clearly tuned out. No, I was like, Harvest... oh, it's a Harvest Moon so, game. Cool. Um, the Harvest Moon creators don't have the rights to the name Harvest Moon anymore. I oh, think it's Story of Seasons they have to release oh, it as okay. now. If you see a game with the name Harvest Moon on it, right. that's not made by the Harvest Moon people. Right. Um, the company that localized all of the Harvest Moons in like did the translations and sold them in North America right. ended up. Like ended up walking away owning the rights to the Harvest Moon name, despite never having developed a Harvest Moon. Okay. And now they develop really shitty knockoffs of Harvest Moon that are called Harvest Moon. Yeah, I had heard there was like a bunch of PC Harvest Moons that were absolute shit. Yes, that's because they're not made by the Harvest Moon team. They're the the company that basically only ever localized the text and owns the name, um, has been farming out the license to whoever will make one the cheapest. Is that the company that tried to get um concern? Is it Concerned Ape? Uh, the uh, the the um, Stardew Valley person. Uh, they tried to think one it, one of the two Harvest Moon people tried to get them of, involved in of, something. Of the two, it's probably the ones that own the Harvest Moon name, Nick Alice. Um, yeah, go go watch um the Matt McMuscles uh what happened what happened video about uh Harvest Moon and the Harvest Moon naming rights. It it is a mess of a story. Yeah, I suspect that's where I saw it. Yeah, you probably watched it. I didn't know. Quite possibly. Uh, but yeah, what about you? What you watched this week? Uh, well, we caught up with Rings of Power. We caught up with She Hulk. Rings of Power. Eh, fine, I'll keep I... watching it. Uh. I remember basically nothing that happened in the episode. Uh, we got consequences from the last episode, and yes. Numenor is kind of Greco-Roman. Yes. That's uh, really all that happened. Someone had a bad foot, and we worked out what to do. A half foot had a bad foot. Yep. So, and they worked out what to do, because they were probably going to die. If I it wasn't for the stranger, I didn't have a bad time watching it, but also yeah. it felt very forgettable. All I mean, you had literally just got off a plane and were exhausted. I mean, so. that's fair, but I think my my opinion stands. Oh, I I agree with you. Like it's it's fine, mindless, nothing television. But I'm just yeah. like I'm enjoying it. I'm yeah. I mean, I'm enjoying it well enough. Yeah, it fills time about as well as all of the Silent Hill retrospective videos I've been watching recently yeah. that I'm not going to bring up. I'm still watching a bunch of gaming news videos. Yeah. Um, oh, She-Hulk's been really good, though. She-Hulk's been fucking great. She-Hulk has continued to be fantastic. I laughed. I was invested in the tension. Yeah. 
This is real good. Yeah, you weren't also scrolling TikTok while watching it. <laughs> um, yeah, you know that's um, it's a good show. It's fun. I am enjoying the the cheekiness of it. Uh, we had the whole bad dating stuff this episode. Yeah. Uh, which who 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 oh oh yeah. Don't miss dating. Don't yeah. miss da- dating at all. And that kind of dating has never been my style. So no. Yeah. And ew, also all those gross people. Yeah. Um. What else have you watched? Uh, I've watched a couple of a couple of things on YouTube. Not a not a huge amount, but um, I I was watching a lot of just like um, gameplay playthroughs. I was watching like um, I I I started watching the Woolly versus uh, Silent Hill three playthrough that's Ooh, just started. Hello. Yeah. Um, I started watching that. I've mainly been watching a bunch of like Yu-Gi-Oh and trading card game related videos in yes. the background because I was traveling and wanted something. Not too brain. Yes. Uh, I've been watching the Broke Boy Yu-Gi-Oh uh, budget deck challenges on the channel MBT Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh-huh. Um, where the person who runs the channel and one other person will spin a roulette wheel to get a price value somewhere between fifty cents and twenty-five dollars. Right. To then go on like some of the card, uh, like the individual card purchasing websites. And build a, an entire deck for that price, um, and then duel against each other and see how it goes. Uh, now, granted, there's a little bit of fudging the numbers in that. Let's say you can find a one cent copy of of a card on that that site, plus postage and packaging. They're not counting the post and packing costs, right? Um, but they'll go okay. Like I very much enjoyed, say, the fifty cent one where it's like. You 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 have you have like or the dollar episode. It's like you've got a dollar to to make a passable working deck. How, what are you gonna do? What forty cards are you gonna find that you can make a deck out of? And Yikes. there are some surprisingly good like workable archetypes they've managed to make work, and it's oh, been yeah. fun watching them play within limitations and get to a point where $25 to make a deck is suddenly like, ah, living, living like fucking kings right now. <laughs> Life of luxury. I can afford a $2 card. Because like a lot of the archetypes, they'd be like, oh yeah, I can afford this archetype, but the one card that's like a linchpin, oh, that's like $2.50. Can't afford a set mm. of three of those nope. in my in my $6 deck. Bless. Uh, so that's, that's been fun. Yeah, um, yeah, that's fun. The other one I've been enjoying is uh, Staple or Stinker over on the uh, Card Market YouTube channel and right. their various uh, Card Market variants for different trading card games. Okay. So they will get someone who is very familiar with a trading card game and someone who is very familiar with a different trading card game and knows nothing about the first one. Oh, it's just the um, how playable is this card Yeah, thing. so it'll be like, hey... Um, let's bring in a Hearthstone player. How playable is the Yu-Gi-Oh card, um, the grass is greener? Is it a staple that, like, is so good it got banned and everyone was running it in their decks? Or is it absolute trash and no one runs it and it's terrible? And trying to get people with limited patchy knowledge of a trading card game they don't personally play to reason out with their wider card game knowledge whether they think a card is is good or bad based on what they know. Who 
we chatting to recently who sort of initially went, oh, you know, I, I vaguely remember Yu-Gi-Oh from many years ago. And you'd barely started talking about it. They were like, oh, yeah, Exodia with the ball, the bits and the do the thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Suddenly, apparently, a whole floodgate was open. I mean, I, if, you, <laughs> if you vaguely played Yu-Gi-Oh, like, that's some of the stuff you'd have known from I guess back Exodia in the is, day. It's the big one. Yeah. But it's, one. It, it's been very fun, A, for, like, watching other card game people, like, try and reason out Yu-Gi-Oh from, from my knowledge, and be up to date on, like, what are the meta-breaking things of today? Because I know enough about the rule set that... I can reason out pretty well a new card I've never seen before and go, oh, that was definitely a staple. Oh. Um, but it's also been interesting watching it for stuff like Hearthstone and card games that I don't know so well, where I'm like, I am in the same position as the as the person doing the guessing, where I'm like, I want, I want to learn more about how your card game works by trying to reason out if that's a good card or not. Oh. And I feel like I've been learning a lot about card games I don't play, and that's been cool. Yeah. Um... Yeah, what about you? You watched anything else? Me, I have been, um, I watched on the Suggestive Gaming channel on YouTube, uh, Monkey Island, the story so far, brackets, what you need to know to play Return to Monkey Island. Okay. And this is a full breakdown of, uh, everything from Secret of Monkey Island, uh, LeChuck's Revenge, Curse of Monkey Island, Escape from Monkey Island, and Tales from Monkey Island. And considering mm. I played maybe three hours of Escape and absolutely none of Tales, it yeah. was quite nice to catch up with those bits of it, even if they're not necessarily going to be entirely canon. Because <laughs> apparently shit got wild during Tales. Yeah. Shit was fairly wild, apparently, during Escape. So there's that, I guess. And I had apparently forgotten most of, of Curse. Curse is the one I've played the least of, I think. Well, of of the ones I've finished. Mm. Um, yeah, I need to go back. I keep meaning to go back and try that, but I just somehow can't. Don't know why. I think it's because I've completed the normal version several times, and every time I load it up, I'm like, I should really play the Mega Monkey version of this. And then I remember mm. just how fucking convoluted some of the puzzles involving just, like... I think there's one in, like, a restaurant where you have to fly something on a balloon, get it outside, and then, like, pan for gold out of a drain? If you ever want a co-pilot <laughs> to go through that with, to be on this puzzle's confusing the fuck out of me walkthrough duty... I think we should at some point do, like, a Monkey Island walkthrough. I'd, I'd be very up for doing all of the Monkey Islands together. Well, not all of them. We don't we don't have to do okay. Escape or, or Tales. No. If we want to do the good <laughs> Monkey Islands together, Yay! I'm very up for making that a thing we do once we finish A Link Between Worlds, maybe. Yay! We can pay point and clicks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was very informative and well put together, including, like, some brief explanation of some of the puzzles. Um nothing too complex just a I'm t basically telling the story and at some points I'm gonna have to go and you had to do this to get that um so yeah it's fun uh what else have you watched uh, I think that's it for me really other than that it's just been a lot of like watching um actually re rewatches of episodes Ooh. I've already seen just because I needed low brain stuff while traveling while traveling and being in unfamiliar places, I just needed stuff I'd already watched and already knew. You know, that kind of week. Oh, yes. Uh, have you watched anything else or is that it? 
I have watched lots of tutorials about how to make Foley. I have a rough idea how to make a squeak box now, even though I do not own any of the tools required to make that kind of hole or anything that size. Squeak box is basically a thing used for making like squeaky door sounds. Mm. Um, it's like a bunch of two befores uh, together into a um, like a square, like a, almost like a picture frame. Yeah. And then you drill a hole through it. You put a dowel through that, and you put a handle on on the dowel. Yeah. And then you have an eye bolt that goes through the top, that ties a string onto the uh, the dowel going through the middle, and a little bit of um, the wax they put on violin bows. Okay. And then you twist it, and it makes a real cool creak, creaky noise. Ooh. Oh, yes. Um, and I read an awful lot of articles about uh, what is the most discordant and how to make discordant sounds. Mm. Uh, so I have made many discordant sounds. You have sure made some discordant noises. Which we will come to in Listened, listened I guess. Yeah. Uh, that's everything I have watched this week. Well then, time for this. Got a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, do you have uh, social medias? Uh, unfortunately, yes. Are they full of sad? They are. Are they full of enforced sad this week? Ah, oh, they really are. I am legally required to be sad, and I don't like it. As, I don't, well, I yes, they not. will arrest you if you. Have so much as a blank piece of paper in public. These I days. know, I know. I I watched the Nintendo Direct and they were banging at the doors like, "Oh, that's too much happiness you're having." Are you watching that? You're supposed to be delaying it an hour. You're supposed to be sad for a bit. Morning, morning. Get out of Centre oh. Parks. What? <laughs> they are gonna let people stay in Centre Parks now. They've changed oh. their mind on kicking them out. <laughs> So what are you going to do about my terrible my terrible social media feeds? Well, try AIfeedclean.lol.net What is, what's that? Our AI algorithm will systematically detect and remove bigots from your feed, replacing them with an AI-generated cute animal photo to fill in the gaps. It even works when some well-meaning leftist is quote-tweeting them. Oh, wow. Or even when they've screenshotted them. It'll just pick that out, and you oh. can instead have... See? A, a quacker sitting at a dining table in a restaurant with a little See? bow tie. See, I was going to ask why it had to be AI-generated images that were being put into the feed, but I'm realising now there's a lot of terrible, terribleness in my feed. Oh, no, the images aren't AI-generated. It's just AI-powered to, like, detect ah, the see, bad stuff. It was me assuming that it was going to have to generate like images of animals using AI because there weren't going to be enough animal images out there to keep my feed full. But... Hey, look, there might be some repeats, but that's a small price to play for that quokka not being some kind of hideous nightmare creature. I, I mean, look, too I, many faces. Look, I do appreciate the fact that I'm not going to have to look into the unvalley canny of adorable kawaka sat at a table. The unvalley canny, you say? <laughs> the unvalley, uh, the unva uncanny quokka valley. <laughs> Look, I can't... I've never stared up an uncanny quokka valley, I'll be honest. Look, I can't say words right now, but I can look at adorable pictures of a duck wearing a bowler hat. Aww. Or here is a kitty cat dressed up like a character from Beauty and the Beast. And here is just a capybara being a capybara. Yeah, just chilling with an Beloved animal. That... 
you would think would want it dead, but they're just chilling together. Yeah, they're just having a nice time. They're hanging out. Yeah. Here's a cat that watches cartoons. <gasps> oh, it goes and gets its it goes and gets its its owner and say, Hello, put Hi, a TV please, on it. Please, I would like my, my pingu, please. I would like to my shows, please. I would like my pingu. Pingu. Yeah. Not Paw Patrol, eh, Cab? <laughs> hey Cab, pingu, please. <laughs> they also like fish. I, th- I, th- I think they've watched Bluey as well. I think they've released yeah. that cat watching Bluey now. Oh, it's adorable. That cat's great. That is a great cat. Anyway, that's aifeedclean.lol.net and you can get 100% off your first seven days. I oh. guess that's just a free trial, I think. A free <laughs> trial what that means. Well then. Time for this. <laughs> Inside the boardroom of Supremacy Software. Hi. Hi. So, Code Red. What? Big alert. Alert. B- big alert. bad. Alert. 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 Big bad time. Um, we are gonna have to postpone our uh, big, big game reveal but conference. But our stock prices. I know, I know. Number go up, I know. I love my number go up. I know, I know. I but we don't, that. Look, we don't want to get, we don't want to get flack from the government officials who subsidize or are not paying taxes. And... I think we're about to upset a lot of uh, a lot of people if we don't uh, postpone. Uh, so, but wait, I mean, what what could possibly mean that we have to postpone our upcoming game, Death to the Problematic Protector Queen? Well, I mean, look, yeah, see that you know, I, that's what I thought at first, but the problem is, I started looking down the list of announcement we have. Right. I'm pretty sure absolutely every one of them could get us in trouble by right. accident of coincidence. Right. Um, yeah, what if, I, what if, what if, I don't think we can release I'm glad that the rich colonialist is dead. Yeah. I don't think we can release that right now. I mean, I'm surprised we're even making a title like that. Well, I mean, look, I you know, we we it was going to be about a fictional person in a fictional place where it's right. fictional, but yeah. uh People are unfortunately going to draw parallels. Yeah, I mean, you did give them all that weird uh, Dick Van Dyke Cockney accent. Exactly. But like, here's you the problem. You insisted on that. I know, but like, here's the problem. You know, there's there's people who hate the rich types, and that's a market that we could exploit for their money and make us more rich. I thought yeah, it was a genius I, idea. Yeah, I mean, we've you been know? saying that for years. We, yeah. we corner the... Uh, the armchair communists. Yeah, exactly. The people the ones who, who would buy a leather-bound yeah, copy of the, the Communist Manifesto, that kind of thing. The kind that would be like, I hate capitalism, let me throw all my money at products about how much I hate capitalism. Yeah. Right. But, like, I don't think we can release Abolish the Monarchy Strikers Football. I don't think we can release our, our abolitionist uh, soccer game right now. I, th- I mean, I heard that republicanism was really big right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's big. It's, you know, I, I, I'm always hearing about, re- you know, my, my senator. Yeah. And, and they're a republican, so that's, uh, that, that's a good thing, right? I, yeah, but like, look, I, look, I'm looking down the list. I don't think we can release the eternal queen who lives forever. I don't think we can release female ruler unchained. Look, I, I, I look. Our From this mortal coil. <laughs> our slate of titles. I, look, I don't know how we got to a point where our slate of titles was this skewed, but we cannot. Look, we cannot. Look, we so, cannot someone been messing right with, with, the, with the hat of, of titles. I, look, I, I think someone's been. Let, putting... me, let me try. Let me see what I got right here. So, uh, death to the queen of the quaint little island nation. 
Well, look, let's let's just pour the moral out. Let's just check. Okay, yeah, there are other titles in here. Uh, look, there are other words in here, but when I put them back in the basket and I pull one out, like, one at a time. Yeah, okay, what do you yeah, have there? Yeah, Her Majesty. Yeah. Battlefield. Assault. I don't think we can make that right now. I, I mean, she comes charging in on a flashing white charger, uh, leading the assault. Um, what could possibly be wrong with that? <sighs> Look, I think we got to postpone this. We'll push it back an hour. We're announcing an hour from now. That'll dodge all of the. Uh, oh, an hour! Everything will blow over in an hour. Exactly. We 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 do it in a we 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 do the American one as yeah. planned. We yeah, pu- yeah, push the yeah. UK one back by an hour. Problem solved. You are a fucking genius. I know. So, <gasps> what have you put in your ears? Uh, again, it's been a light listened week for like new music, mainly because. Traveling and I needed familiarity. It's been a lot of like listening to stuff I know inside out already. Yes. Uh, but I did listen to a few new things. Um, I listened to a new OFK track because I played episode five and that meant there was more OFK music to listen to. Uh, the fifth tr- and final track off the, the EP and the game is called Thanks. And it's a really neat song. But the thing I want to highlight about why I like it so much is that... Um, it's very tied up in the narrative of the game, and I th- I'm gonna, like, try and stay spoiler light on, on this, but there is a period in the final episode of this, this story in the game that is very much about having to try and record music with, uh, in suboptimal com- conditions without having the fancy tech, and that's sort of trying to make something sound endearing when you really just got a shitty USB microphone and that's about all you've got to record with. Yeah. And while all of the music that OFK's released in this first EP has been very polished, very produced, this final track ends with like a little fade out of just the like the core hook of the song being recorded in really low quality, just one one microphone, one voice, one uh, guitar, like clearly one take, no editing. Hmm. And it's a really nice way to end the track, but it's also just a really nice, like it as someone who's made shitty, like let's get a whole band in front of one microphone and we all just do it in one take kind of music. Yep. There's something really fucking endearing about the way they've, yeah. they've used it. Um, like the, it's very clear that they've deliberately lent into shitty mic quality and like mm-hmm. they've they've manufactured it sounding bad. 100%. But like they have managed to sell it in a way that doesn't feel contrived or it feels authentic even though it's clearly calculated and I think that's a tricky thing to pull off. It it really nicely summarizes like narratively where that game ended and just sounds beautiful. Yeah. And I think they're there needs to be more room for music made kind of shittily without the right tech, but made with heart. Yeah, I, and... know, I know two bands in, oh gosh, probably the last three years. Yeah. I, I was going to say really recently, but actually time is an illusion. Um, who recorded, um, one recorded an EP, the other recorded an entire mm. album 
on iPhones. Yeah. Not even fairly recent yeah. ones. Like, one of my favourite My Chemical Romance recordings ever is not the album version of one of their tracks, but it's the um, the Attic demo for um, um, Early Sunsets Over Monroeville. And that is, like, single take or very few takes um, just recording in an attic to a single microphone. Mm-hmm. And, like, some of the vocals on that are so much better because... It's very clearly one person just giving it their all and they had their one good, like, their one really emotional moment captured. I love a good bit of shitty recording quality but really fucking giving it your all music. That's why you go to a lot of live shows. Exactly. I, look, I'm I'm here for live shows like the one where I saw Na 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 get played at double speed accidentally. Shit like that's great. Fucking mess shit up but go for it. Uh-huh. Um, but I did listen to a little bit of other music. Um, mainly I finally like I'd, I'd listened to it once or twice, but I finally like gave some proper time to listening to the new song by Convoke, which yeah. is that that band. That band. What did you? Uh, 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 what did a song? What I, I was in. Yeah. yeah, they've got a new song called Shattered Reality, which the best way I can describe it is: what if you mixed some techno with some death metal? about rejecting your old self as a trans person and being unable to put 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 the transness back in the bottle once oh no oh it's out you can't can't put that back in the bottle but also this techno death metal mix has some very evanescence reminiscent sort of femme melodic vocals used for contrast with the heavy sound uh-huh. but also some some death metal screams yeah it is a beautiful chaotic mix of a track that I really like. What about you? What do you listen to this week? I listen to a bunch more Welcome to Night Vale. I am s- slowly me plodding on with that. Um, I've just had the um, intern Dana reporting from the dog park. Oh, yes. And uh, the whole almost being kind of a ghost thing involving that. Uh, we've had the summer reading program. Oh, yes. I love the summer reading program. And I just started to get um, Strexcore stuff, yeah. yellow helicopters and such. So, uh, I I feel like I am approaching the point where I started to fall out of this the second time, possibly the first time. Um, so we'll see how well I do this time. Yay! Uh, meandering along slowly. Um, yeah, still enjoying it so far. Um, I enjoyed listening to Cecil's voice. Uh, it is always a bit weird listening to the adverts before the show because they're all relevant. Yes. And it's like, hang on, are you talking about when this was recorded or originally broadcast? Yes. No, you're not. You're talking about... Yes, stuff they, they, they will routinely go in and edit what file is on the RSS feed so that it has new up-to-date adverts. Yes. Which is unsettling. Yes. Have <laughs> um, you listened to anything else? No, I think that's it for me, really. Well, then, I have listened to two other things. <sighs> One of them requires some explanation. Okay. So, friend of the show, James Stephanie Sterling. Yeah? Got a threatening letter from the TV licensing Oh, uh, yeah, I know where we're going. Okay. So, they were like, yeah, ha very much looking forward to them turning up to do an inspection. Uh, and me telling them to fuck off, and someone in the the Twitch was like, "Yeah, but you you could do this in, instead." Um, mm. And 
someone was like, but what if? Get the husband involved. Yeah. Hi, Faye. Happy birthday <laughs> for tomorrow, but also yes, today. several days after from when this officially goes up. Um, so they suggested get the husband involved, um, tell them the TV's downstairs in the basement, they get downstairs, Cornflakes Homunculus is there watching uh, a TV that's just static, holding a NES controller that's not plugged into anything. <laughs> and uh, the, the husband's like, all right. And then the homunculus just turns and screams. Indeed. And I was like, that's a brilliant idea. But modern TVs don't make static. They don't do They just do the, the blue flickery thing. They don't really make static. But I could make some static. <sighs> And, you know, if you could maybe inquire, you know, say you want some ID from the person before they get there. If you could get, like, a picture of them sent to you, we could maybe make their face sort of slowly come out of the static or something. And that seemed like a lot of effort. But not not enough to not do that. Anyway, I went into my video editing of software of choice... And I was like, I have a way of making static and animating it and making sure that it, you know, looks sort of right traditionally. So I made exactly half an hour of static and I added exactly half an hour of white noise. And I was like, my work could be done, but it's absolutely not going to end there, is it? I own the plug-in horror box. (laughs) So I can just make horrible noises happen. So I did. And I was like, that that sounds fantastic. It wasn't enough. You needed more. I needed more. So I stripped out the entire audio file from a kind of artsy film I made many years ago called Abandonment Issues. Mm. Um, And then I fucked around with the that. It's full of like heartbeat sounds and crying and sniveling and screaming. Yep. (laughs) Um, So I, I think I slowed it down and reversed it. And put that over the top of, like, a good chunk of the end of this thing. So, the the first five minutes, there's, like, a few little static breaks that will draw your attention to it. They're like, and then just Mm. goes back to constant static. Um, But, yeah, after, by by the time you've hit about ten minutes into this, there's just these horrible, slow, creepy noises happening in the background. Um, I added tons of extra stuff to it. And that is available as a hidden track on my SoundCloud, on this SoundCloud that you are listening to this on now, um, called Licensing, uh, License Inspection. Yeah. I will be making that available publicly to everyone who doesn't already have the link on Halloween. Mm-hmm. And then I put that all together in a video and morphed in, like, pictures of Steph's face as the commander... And uh, there's, like, fire and water effects and all sorts of weird shit. And lots of occasional faces of the commander just skimming across the screen and static. And um, I found out that you can make really fucked up noises in Audacity by loading EXE files in as raw data. And then finding any bits in it that doesn't sound just like white noise. Because you get just really fucked up glitchy noises. Mm-hmm. You have to be really careful when you're editing those because they can initially come out very loud and literally just break your speakers. 
No, thank you. So uh, I, I get that like nice and low down, so it won't damage anyone's equipment, but it does sound really fucked up. Just a little. Uh, so yeah, that was that was my Wednesday night while also chatting to Fee. Uh, you, you created quite the fucking thing. It's horrible, but also fun as heck. Mm. Uh, so the next thing I did was this, and this is where all the discordancy came in. Mm. I was like, I had fun making that thing for Steph. I'm gonna make, want to make some music in the style of like, um, like the Silent Hill soundtracks. Yeah. Like, and not the like, like more musical stuff. Like the weird industrial, fucked up, weird discordant noises with lots of like wow and flutter and mm. strangeness. So I found a drone maker that. Uh, has this weird effect that sounds a little bit like um, shortwave radio that's detuned. Yeah. And I literally live played that for like five or ten minutes and recorded that out and then used that as a basis for my track. Uh, I used a bunch of other sort of like vocal sounds. Again, like breathing, panting, crying, um, sniffling, screaming... And, like, pole stretch them, which mm. is a weird kind of semi-granular synthesis thing of just take a sound and make it just go on for ages. Is this without what you did changing... with the heartbeats? Yes. Yeah. But, like, I did... Um... So, one, one of the, the crying ones I did two versions of. Uh, both of them ten times as long as they'd originally started. And the good thing about pole stretch is it doesn't, like, change it automatically to just be like really low because it's stretched so much out yeah um and i did two versions one where there was like a nice smooth like a whole smoothing effect between one sound and the next so it does like an almost reverb lead in reverb lead out mm. uh or preverb reverb i guess and uh another one that was like much more slow and gentle um uh, sorry one one slow and gentle one really fucking harsh mm. So it goes into the noise almost exactly as it was before. Uh, so things are a little bit more sudden. Messed about with like a bunch of different samples. Put them in at various stages. Uh, messed around with some like impact sounds. Added like tons of echo and distortion and bit crushing. And it all sounds very un unreliable. I detuned a piano by 56 cents. Which is way off key. Like, no part of that is ever going to be on key now. It's mm. wildly off. Um, I, again, added a, lot, a bunch of wow and flutter to that. Uh, loads of weird distortion and reverb. And it then made sure that nothing was played on the beat. Like, officially that track is at 150 BPM. Nothing sits on a beat. Not one single aspect sits on a beat. There's a, a like a footstep sounds that's played backwards that I suppose, constitutes a beat of its own at one point. But even that does not sit on the grid at any point. Yeah. Uh, and you said it was really disturbing. You did a really good job of making something deliberately uncanny. It's very clear you understand the rules of sound and music <laughs> well enough to just break them enough that it is uncanny and not sounding broken. Yes. It sounds like it's meant to be how it is and how it is is wrong. It is intentional. Very, very intentional, but also very wrong. 
Yeah. Uh, I had so much fun making that, and I've listened to it almost on repeat all week. Uh, I also listened to another thing. I made a nice piece of music. You did. I used the uh, BBC Symphony Orchestra Discover Library, which is free. Um, if you don't know how, they're, they're, if you go to the website, there is just a way of just getting it downloaded for free. It is a, it's only 200 meg. It doesn't take up a huge amount of space. It's nowhere near the 36 gig of the, the like the first paid version of that, which is 300 or 400 quid. Um, so yeah, nice to try out a free thing of, I've never tried orchestration really before. I've used flute occasionally, like a flute. I like a harp. I've used a harp a few times. This was the first time I went, I'm going to use bassoon and clarinet and, and timpani. And I think there's mamria in there as well. Mm. There's, uh, two types of violin, uh, celeste. There's a lot of different instruments. I had a really good time and that's like a... Like a nine minute long piece. Mm-hmm. Again, I have listened to like I've been listening to those two tracks like on repeat all week. They're real good. They just make happy. They're real good. I've been listening to one of them on repeat more <laughs> than the other because one of them I think would have an impact on my my work output. <laughs> oh no. I think I think if I listened to one of them, I'd be writing a lot spookier thing. Yeah. So um, uh, you will do, which is the creepy one again. That's going to be made available on Halloween. And, um, uh, blah, blah. I can't remember. Oh, at last a moment is currently up on the bedroom programmer SoundCloud, where you can listen to it right now, but it is not available to download yet. Uh, it will be eventually. This is my rule. If it's available for download, you're welcome to use it in things. Just, you know, tell me because I can plug your thing. Yeah, you get excited to be like, oh, that's my thing. That's my thing. You got used to a thing. Like, some of my music has been used as podcast intros before. I will routinely use yours. uh, I will probably be using it tonight while I'm waiting for the state of play to start. Or I need some background sound until presentation. And if you want to introduce them to something new, by all means, go ahead. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but if it hasn't got a download, then uh, that is is not yet. Don't worry, it will happen. I go through them periodically and add download links to everything. But that's the thing. And that is everything I've listened to this week. Laura. Well then, time for this. Oh, the weather's been grim today. It has. It's been pissing it down all day. It's so dark out already. Yeah, like, I mean, what is it? Like six and it's it's almost pitch black. Hey, where, where did all these root vegetables come from? Ah, that is that is a lot of potatoes and sweet and carrots and parsnips, onions, bit of garlic over there. I think I heard a noise. I think I heard a noise. Oh, I think this oh. might be someone in the house. Oh, oh no. Maybe someone in the house. Oh no. It is soup season. Hi. <laughs> hey. Can we help you? Did, I mean, is, are these yours? It is soup season. I, I, I mean, I, I, I guess it's it's a little chillier than it has been. I mean, it was quite nice at the weekend. It was quite, it was quite soup season. Okay, and and we just start. Do we peeling now? Or? Yeah. Or can we like do it when it's dinner time? Soup season. It will take time to prepare. You better start now. Soup season. Seems to be good. Okay, soup I, season. I'm I'm glad. Okay. Seems seems. 
Okay, cool. Yep, Get think, on it. I think that's the door going. Well, I guess we're making soup. <laughs> oh my god, dude, I'm so glad I caught you. I have had the most amazing idea, okay? Up, 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 up. Stop, stop, stop. Is, is this like all of the amazing ideas you've had before that were usually either stolen or offensive or both? Or danger is is it though? No, this one's completely new and original. You see, the no, idea. No, okay, is it is it a crime? Is it going to lose you all your money? Is it um? Is it is it a a, a crime repackaged as if it's not a crime? I swear, it's like this whole idea no, of no, had. No, no, okay. Um, is it NFT? Don't if it's NFTs again. You have to tell me if it's NFTs again. I, I, yeah, look, I told you I'd never do NFTs again probably this week. And and so my idea is yeah, so but, much better but, than that. What yeah, my but, idea but, but is... stop though, but stop though. Are you are you sure it's not? Because the last three times you told me it wasn't going to be NFTs, not only was it NFTs again, it was a pyramid scheme selling NFTs, where you had to sell NFTs to people who sold NFTs. Well, that was that, that other one that was literally uh, just uh, chaining bricks together. I, 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 oh, the literal blockchain. No, 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 okay. It's better than that. It's way better than that, okay. I swear. So basically what no, it is, no, yeah. No, no, look, are you sure? Look, just stop and breathe for like three seconds. Are you sure it's a good idea? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, it's totally a cool idea. Think, anyway, okay, here's one okay, thing. Okay, if you're sure, if you're sure, are you sure? So what it is, right? Well, you know those big wholesale places? Y yeah. You get, like, the big canisters of, like, stuff. Like, you can possibly never use the, the thing in time, yeah. right? Especially, like, as, yeah. as you're, like, just one person, and I'm just one person. Yeah. Well, maybe, like, a, a family of 20 would get through it, but, like, my idea, yeah? We break those down into smaller, smaller portions, and then we like sell it to our friends, and 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 we don't have to make a huge amount, but we just make enough of a, a markup, and we only do it amongst our friends. It's not going to be like a huge commercial venture, right? It's just a bunch of us pulling together to buy the big thing, and then we split it between us, and then we have the the things we need, but at a lower price. Given how the cost of living is like going up at the moment, my dude, you are a totally smart dude. I am! I am! I'm a totally smart dude, and this time, I didn't even consider mending it. Maybe I should mend it. No, but, 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 but. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Brochure Justice Warriors. Brochure Justice Warriors? Yeah. Alright, Larry. Alright, Larry. How you doing? Uh, don't see bad, mate. You, you, even not so much? Oh, you know, uh, try, trying to resist being forced to be sad. On National Be Sad Week. Well, yeah, you know, I, you know, I hear they will arrest you if you want. I mean, there's publicly been publicly being sad. There's been a weird amount of pressure to be sad this week about a person who I never met and will never meet who and was fundamentally disagreed with. Indeed, the, there's their, a fundamental role lead. within society. Indeed, indeed. Not only as a member of the monarchy, but also the specific things done as a member of the monarchy. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shit on the parade of anyone who's, you know is sad but also you yeah. know it's very weird this idea that we are we should all be you know existing this week for like a week or more in some kind of big parasocial relationship morning ritual it's a weird 
Yeah. It was a weird one. It was a weird one. You know, like the first day, I, d- I didn't really know how to feel because a lot of what I was seeing like within the first five minutes was weird memes involving Paddington Bear and the Queen and Paddington was leading the Queen to the afterlife like some kind of death figure. Yeah. And I did have to wonder had they also somehow managed to kill Paddington Bear on the same day as it, like some yeah. kind of... Like, ritual thing. It was a weird one in that, like, I saw, like, initially, I saw a bit of a wave of, you know, yeah, don't, don't be, don't be weird about it. A person's died, but like, I saw a lot of people who I was genuinely surprised to see them as sad as they were, and you know, yeah. being like, oh, oh, why aren't you performing the sadness right? And you know, we've had all these weird, like, performative things this week, like, yeah, places closing down for for like multiple days and stuff, and it's. It's one of those that, like, there's been a pressure to feel sad that, like, I just have not felt. And I feel like it's important to be like, it's okay for me to not be sad about the death of a person I do not know. The things I do know about that person are things I fundamentally morally disagreed with. I think it's okay for me to not feel sad because I'm told I'm supposed to, you know? I mean, it has got to a point now where I, I do feel sad about the situation, but weirdly, it's not about the person that's died. It's about the consequences of other people's actions surrounding that, like people who've been waiting years for, for surgery that uh, they yeah. need, people having that cancelled because yeah. the morning. Yeah, well, I mean, the one that's like really gotten me that like you'd think someone would have to see the fucking parallels going on, is people whose funerals for their loved ones, who they knew and were, like, you know, specific individuals in their lives, their funerals getting cancelled because of the week of being sad for the Queen. There is only one funeral that matters, apparently. Yeah, not the, not the person who you lived with for decades and know and love in, as yeah. an individual. You've got to be sad about the stake figure. Yeah. Like, the, the, you know, the, the one I saw that really sickened me today was, um, there's a... a crop going or a, a screen grab going around of um, Wimbledon Food Bank I and mean, yeah, I always I was, thought Wimbledon I was, was quite well to do Wimbledon Food Bank this. will be will be closed uh, on the 19th there will be no food because uh, the Queen Queen's died and we're having a funeral well, like, there'll be a funeral we've seen like you know strike action being cancelled yep. the ability to file petitions against the government put on hold mm. you know shit like this it and is... yet this uh, we have also seen uh, licensing for, for fracking slip out yeah. we've seen uh, Liz Truss's uh, funding sources come out yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we've 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 seen quite a lot of bad news being buried, as 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 they like to you know pretend they never say. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, it's very <sighs> deeply disturbing. And and the other thing, of course, has been the uh, oh, please stop leaving marmalade sandwiches at the gates of Buckingham Palace as part of your 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 mourning. Uh, you know, it's 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 going off and having to be thrown away. Meanwhile, there's uh, you know there's. People starving because they, firstly, because the food banks are running dry. Secondly, because yeah. the food banks will be closed. And it's it's fucking difficult to feel, you know, for me personally, feeling too sad because like, here we're getting a we're getting a week of mourning for a person who lived to the age of ninety six in stolen opulence, has never, you know, never the most never privileged any hardship, the most privileged a person could possibly oh, yeah. have. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they get a week of national mourning, and yet we're we're probably about to have a winter of 
God knows how many elderly people not making it to 96 and tragically dying, you know, before their yeah, time because not, they can't we, afford we to eat We will not be having a, a nationally enforced mourning week for every one of those because no. I guarantee we'll probably be here a few years. Indeed. The indeed. way the government are treating things. Uh, and again, oh. you know, no begrudging to anyone who is mourning, but like, yeah, the expectation no. that everyone is supposed to be and that this should be like a more than a week long process of everyone has to mourn is like weird and gross yeah yeah and on top of that you know we've got the fact that we're paying for a state funeral and at the, a time uh, we can scarce fucking afford it and, and a coronation yeah and as, as several people pointed out every possibility that we'll be having another funeral and coronation in a few years time anyway because you know he's I don't understand that he's in the best of health, generally speaking. I mean, and, doesn't uh, he, seem it. Doesn't he's, seem he's it. quite an elderly fellow anyway. You know, I'm sure they will do, you know, all the stuff Toffs can afford to do health-wise. But, you know, it's, you know, still costing a nation that is, uh, frankly, struggling, if you're not a billionaire already. Yeah. Or oh. someone who is going to, you know, own a business that's going to get lots of tax cuts. Yeah, it's a weird, yeah. surreal week. Yeah, deeply disturbed, mate. Yeah. Fancy a hug. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Good luck, mate. Good luck. Good luck. Right, I think I'll uh, go pop the kettle on. Yeah, yeah, sounds sounds like a plan. No. So Laura. Yes. Book, 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 like a chicken, like a chicken, like a chicken, book, book. Yeah, well, we've got one, and it's coming out like early next year. Yeah. I mean, I th- I think we can say when it's coming out, probably, but no one said we can't. According to places that sell books, uh, 16th of February, 2022. Yeah. Who wants the whale? That's... Yeah, but you can pre-order it right now. You can pre-order it right now. If you go pre-order it on Unbound, you can get a signed copy or all sorts of backer rewards before those get closed. That's very cool swag. Yeah, gosh, we're in September now, so October, November, December. Like five months it's going to be out. But you can have it like a month or six weeks early if you pre-order it through Unbound. Wow. Unbound.com slash book slash whale. There will be a link in the the bio, in in the description. Yeah, go check that out. Um, Other than that, you can find me at Laura K. Buzz pretty much everywhere. Just Laura K. Buzz. Um, I'm hard at work on other books. You'll find out about them soon. Uh, I've not been terribly subtle. I'm working on another anthology. I think that's fairly clear. I mean, you did ask... Publicly for submission. I did indeed. Um, what about you? What are you? Where are you on the internet? Uh, linkter.ee. I have a link tree. It's linktree.com. Uh, linkter.ee slash janiac. There's no dot com. Just an ee. <laughs> um, janiac. You can find all my links to my Redbubble, uh, my sound, both of my SoundClouds. The one where you are listening to this. The one where you can listen to bedroom programmer music. Um. I yeah we we have all sorts of things. My most important one is patreoncom slash radio You can join all the lovely people who are already there supporting me for as little as a dollar a month, and and help me get to that much hoped for thirty patrons. That would be awesome. I would mm. be very excited by that. You too. You you can join the Tatoes, become one of us, and help support me and get early access to stuff sometimes. And if you pledge ten dollars a month or above. You can get early access to Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It usually goes up a few days before. Very much depending on when the embargoes are. Yeah. Oh. That's occasionally a thing. It is a thing. 
But, you know. Anyway, I think that is everything. Thank you very much. I very much appreciate all of you listening. Thank you for, for, for doing so. And for... There's been a lot of people. I don't know if you know this. We've had numbers. <gasps> numbers go up. Numbers go up. Numbers go up. Woo. Rick and Chad would love that. Num- they would love that. I love that. Thank yeah. you everyone for listening and, and coming along and spreading the word. Very much appreciated. Yeah. Uh, so Laura, releasing us out, please, darling. <gasps> Until next time, be a stranger.